for the past um, few weeks, I, I heard Nick did a great job this past week. I don't know if y'all were here for it, but uh, if you were, I heard he did a great job. So I appreciated him. He's on vacation this week uh, in Ohio, I believe is where he's at right now. Uh, so, uh, or you probably see him around here. He um, did great. Do y'all remember where we've been the past, before Nick, when I was speaking, what have we been talking about? Purity. We did a series on on purity. And um, did, did you feel like you got something out of that at all? Maybe two people? Okay, praise the Lord. Two people did. All right, good. I'm so glad I spent 172 hours on that for two people. But you're worth it. You too. Um, I felt like it was, I'll, I'll just be honest, I felt like it was a good series for you. And, 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 and this is the trick. It, it's not up to me to convince you of what you need to do. You just need to have faith in God and understand what his word says. And then you've got to take it from there and apply it. So what I think that series was about was about equipping you um, to make it through a very tough time in your life. If you're uh, in age 12 to 21, it just seems like it's just tough. It's just tough to find your feet. So um, so glad I'm not there. No offense. Don't mean to call you all out. Um, <clears throat> So tonight, we're gonna, we've got three weeks, uh, more weeks in the edge, and then we're going to have a week where we're going to talk to parents about camp. So that's what we're doing through the month of June. So we're going to do a series for three weeks, and it's on. Are you ready? Y'all just look so not ready tonight. It's on love. Now, wait a second. Now, some of you are going, wait a second. We just did five weeks on purity, and now you're going to do three weeks on love? What you talking about, Willis? You know, old, old folks will know what that is. Um, and, and this is it. it it's, it's not, it, we're not going to rehash everything that we've just talked about, but there's, there's something huge here in what we're going to talk about for our group specific right here, right now, that y'all need to learn and apply. So that's sort of why we're going to be on this issue of, of love for the next uh, three weeks. I've got a short video uh, just talking a little bit of, about love. Uh, make sure we got sound on that. Caden, of course, has gone somewhere. Um, take a nap or something, probably. Pa- pastor's kid always does that stuff. All right, let's see if we got some. It's just a quick... A young man, why are you eating that fish? And the man says, because I love fish. He says, oh. You love the fish. That's why you took it out of the water and killed it and boiled it. He said, don't tell me you love the fish. You love yourself. And because the fish tastes good to you, therefore, you took it out of the water and killed it and boiled it. So much of what is love, right, is fish love. And so, young couple falls in love. Young man and young woman fall in love. What does that mean? That means that he saw in this woman, someone who he felt could provide him with all of his physical and emotional needs. And she felt in this man, somebody she feels that she can write, that was love, right? That each one is looking out for their own needs. It's not love for the other. The other person becomes a vehicle for, for my gratification. Too much of what is called love is fish love, right? Fish love. Who here has ever heard of fish love before? Huh? New, 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 new word there. Uh, do, do you love or do you 
fish love? Is it something that you love it just because it, does, it helps you out? Uh, because what you will learn in life of what you believe love is as a younger person, it changes as you age. And as adult, adults in, with, in fam, 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 families, you're forced to change if you want that family to work right, if you want that spouse to feel loved and protected and, and, and taken care of, your view of it's all about me has got to change. We think, man, I'm loving, I'm, I'm giving, but just wait till you get married in that first year and you understand, oh, you know, thing is, you quit messing my stuff. That's my room of control. You don't watch this show? There's a lot of things that get in the way. And then you have kids and kids are just monsters that steal anything you ever want. Not really. It's not that bad. But you learn to be less about you and more about other people. That's how God really begins to make us better. So do you love or, or is it fish love? Turn to the book of John, and this is going to be our, our verse for the next three weeks that is sort of our, 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 our theme verse where we're going to be. It's John chapter 13, and it's, uh, it's, it's a verse that you've heard. Who wrote the book of John? John. What else? What other books did John, John write? Revelation. Re- Revelation. What else? First, second John, and third John. Okay, this same, same, same John. Okay, so this is the John that wrote. And John died. He was he was put to death on a. No, he died of old age. He died of old age. I don't know, just old age. No, he was the one disciple that wasn't put to death for his faith. He was he was exiled on an island called Patmos. And uh, there, he, God gave him the book of Revelation, which he wrote down, and there is where he, he, he passed away. So that's the story of John, where we get. And, he, and so here's a, 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 a part of John, and Jesus gives a command that we're going to look at in verse 34 and 35. And this is what it says. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must, also, you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Who is one another? Look to your left. Look to your right. Some of you don't know your left and right. You're like, I'm not looking any way because I don't want to get it wrong. One another. Three times in the verses here, he says, love one another. You must love one another. If you love one another, there's something very important here that we've got to catch. Now, there are three type of people who are in this room right here. Um, One is a person who has faith in Christ, and you are striving to grow in your faith, but you may fall and trying to get back up, and you're trying to trying to live this out, and you yearn, you want to get it right, but sometimes you just don't get it get it right, and you mess up, but you're just trying to find your feet, and you're fighting to stay up. You you got you got faith in God, so you're trying to grow in your faith here. That's the first group, and I think there's probably a pretty good group in here of of that size. There's one more group that is you are here, and you may not have faith in Christ, uh, and but you're interested. Something is sort of making sense, and you sort of you're hanging around because you just want to hear a little bit more, and you want to watch a little bit more and see what some of your friends are doing here, and if they really believe what they they say that they believe. So you're sort of trying to to check it out. And if that's you, man, I'm thrilled that you are here. And there's some of you that are here, uh, and that you don't want to be here. 
you are forced here, uh, uh, parent has talked you into it, or you, the only way you can get to Chick-fil-A tonight is if you come to the edge first and then get some money for Chick-fil-A. I don't know what the, the bribe is or the, 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 the card, um, but I'll tell you this, I'm, I'm just glad that you're here too. And I hope what we, we talk about tonight, I think it applies to us all that are in this room. So everybody, do this real quick. Look around the room. Just look around the room, just for a second. Look around. Don't even, we hate to look around and see eyes, don't we? Don't we look at people in the face. <gasps> don't do that. Don't do that. Don't. Change, change, change. Okay. Uh, does anyone know where the love chapter is found in the Bible? It's called the love chapter. First, first, 13. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Okay, and so turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 13. Because as we talk about love, and we're not talking about love, okay? We talked about that a few weeks ago. We're, we're talking about love, not love, okay? You see the difference? Silas, did you see it? Okay, thank you. Thank you, sir. Now, in this chap, 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 chapter, I'm sorry, I've got to itch my eye. I've got allergies. It looks like I've been in a fight and punched in the face and stuff. Uh, and and my, it's not true. My wife doesn't beat me up. She's actually not even in town. Noah doesn't beat me up. <laughs> that's, a, that's a really funny thought. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> hey, he's strong. He's strong. You want to show your muscles? You want to come here and show your muscles? Okay. All right. We won't do that. So, get back to where it is. First Corinthians chapter 13. Uh, love is used nine times in 13 ver- in verse. Verses. It's referred to in the form of it. It calls it it is this, it is that, um, really about four or five more times than that. So it's all throughout where we're at. The chapter before this, and this is important for you to know what the love chapter is about, is about the gifts of the Spirit. Paul writes the book of First Corinthians to the church in Corinth, and the church in Corinth is a wreck. He's writing them, you're doing this wrong, you need to fix this. We think that, that the early church, man, they had it all down. They shared their stuff, and they prayed and laid hands with each other and took care of each other. And the church sometimes did that, but a lot of times they were sort of a wreck like the churches look like to, today. Our, ours can even look like a wreck at times. So he's writing them, tra- trying to fix some things. So he's talking about the gifts of the Spirit. And he's talking about prophecy and the gift of knowledge and the gift of wisdom and, and tongues. And he's speaking about all these things, and this is what he says. He says that they're for the common good of the church, not the individual good of the person. So if you go, man, I, so you go, man I've got a gift of the Spirit, and it's, it's to make me, like, important, that's not a, that's probably, you don't have the gift of Spirit, and you've got definitely the sin of pride, uh, which will cancel out the gift of whatever. Uh, so so it, it's not for you, it's for the church. It's, it's to help the church, the body out. We can look at our youth group. If you are a regular attender here in our youth group, and this is sort of your youth group home, you may not even, this may not even be your church, but this is where you're trying to grow in your faith. You go to church somewhere else with your parents, and then you're here some. That's a body you're a part of, so is this, the, the body of Christ. And you've got to understand the body of Christ to understand where we're going to go tonight. Um, now, it, it also says uh, if the whole body was an eye, everybody was an eye, then how would we, we, we hear? And if, 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 the, if, if the, the whole body, everybody was an ear, how would we smell? Talking about everybody has their own gifts. We're all part of the body. We're not all the same gift. We don't all do the same thing. But this says every part of the body is important. From the thumb to the nose 
to the fingernail, whatever your role is as the, the body of Christ, everybody is important. And this is what it says in verse 25. I think I've got it just for the screen here. It says this, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now, I can't read that without thinking of high school musical. We're all in this together. And I could have shown a clip of Dalton when he was like 12 singing that in a lip sync, but I didn't want to mess y'all up all, all night. I would have lost control. But that's what it is. Hey, we're all in this together. This is, you know, as the body of Christ. So as we understand that, this is what he says at the end of, of chapter 12. After he's talked about the, the gifts and how we're the body and we work together and we're, we're a team, he says, and I will show a still more excellent way. He said, what I've told you is important in 12, but in 13, it's even more important. You go, man, really? He's saying that this is more important? Yeah, that's exactly what he's saying. Now, let's look. We're going to stand together in, in honor of God's word as we just read this part of this, sort of our main text. Uh, we won't read it all. Um, but I want to stand, and we stand in honor of God's word, understanding uh, and respecting it, uh, that it is the word of God. And um, even if I were to come out here and say, uh, cows like to jump on uh, rooftops of green chickens, uh, which makes no sense, but as we, even if I were to say that and then read the word of God, God's word could still touch lives and change lives. Okay, so... Cows don't do that with green chickens. <clears throat> Verse 1, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging symbol. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all, that, all I have and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you so much for your word. Uh, and Lord, we just want to understand uh, what this love is. And Lord, may we live it out in our lives in a way that the world sees this love. And in seeing it, they see you. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Everybody sit down. Point one is this. Love is the key ingredient to everything. Without love, everything is a waste of time. In the scripture, and I've got some, 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 verse, some, some things here. You, you got that, Tristan, right here? Speech minus love equals nothing. Okay? We see, you, did y'all see that? Even if an angel comes and speaks but has not love, it means nothing. It goes on to say, um, pro pro prophecy minus love e equals zilch. That's a word that means nothing. It's Greek, not really. <laughs> Understanding minus love equals diddly squat. <laughs> you know what that means? Nothing. Wisdom minus love equals Zip. That means nothing. nothing. Faith minus love equals nil. That means 
Nothing. Giving. If I give, minus love equals big fat goose egg. Zero. Nothing. That's what that means. Zero. Big fat goose egg. You're like, we never heard that. Sacrifice. If I give up my life without love, you know what that means? Nada. Nothing. Nothing. Everything means nothing without love. Now, let's put it this way. If you had a car, I gave you a Maserati. We saw one of these at the movies last night that just, uh, if I was a punk, I would try to steal it. It was just a beautiful car. Uh, and so we, we took a look at that car as we walked by and going, dude, that's like worth more than my house, you know. And um, if I had that car but never had fuel to put in that car, what would that car do for me? You go, well, you could maybe sell it, like for parts. It would do nothing. I couldn't drive the car, right? Why? Cars don't drive without, yeah, it's got to have fuels. So our, our speech, our giving, our wisdom, our knowledge, our prophecy, everything that we do has got to have fuel. And the only fuel that works is love. Do you understand that? My wife is an amazing woman. Amazing woman. Only because that can I talk about her in this little way right here. And she's not in town, so y'all won't tell her. I said this. She um, has always been a special cook. Now, she's been a health nut. I have not been much of a health nut most of my life. I'm still not when it comes to eating because food is just the glory of God is found in food, right? Uh, so you know, some of y'all are like, yeah, amen, brother. That preach right there. Um, so she is like a health nut. Like it's, it's oh, gosh, I love her, but she's driven me crazy. She once made me sugar cookies without sugar. You know what that's called? A brick that tastes like poop. That's what, and she, she didn't, what, she, she put like, like, a, like an ounce of, of honey in it, thinking that would fix everything. You can't have sugar cookies without sugar. Right? And you can't have these gifts of God and use these gifts of God that can make powerful impacts in the lives around you unless you have love in it. It's like taking the sugar out of the sugar cookies. It's just a poopy brick. And if you want to build a stinky house, that's what you do. Okay? Don't know where that came from. It says this. What a description. Without love or speech or speech from an angel. It's like a clanging cymbal. Okay, have you ever heard a clanging cymbal? Now, Jake does a pretty good job on the, on the um, drums, right? Yeah? yeah? Let's give Jake a little hand, huh? There you go. Because when he, he first began playing, it was rough, wasn't it? You know what I'm saying? Everybody give me a hand for that, right? Yeah, there you go, Jake. There you go. So, is this thing on? Does it work? It's, it's on. It's on. This is working so well. What did you, you turned it down? Yeah. I'm just going to do it for like a minute and a half. Would that drive you nuts? Yeah. And you know what? That's what it is when we do things without love. 
That's what it is. It's annoying and it's useless. And it's just going to drive everybody insane. Do you understand? It's a great picture in the text. Love is a key ingredient to everything. Right now, right now, we have 108 names on that list for youth camp. We've never had 108 names for anything. Okay? Well, I, in, in all of, of my, my youth group careers, the most I've, I've had at a camp were, was 89. That was this past year. I've been in the 80s a few times. I don't know what's wrong with you people all signed up for it. It's great. It's great. 108. But the truth is this. If the body of Christ of the Mercy Hill youth group has not love, that's nothing. That's a waste of time. Um, have you ever told someone a, a, a secret and told them not to tell? Or have you ever been told a secret where they said, hey, don't tell anyone? And what occurred? Well, I'm just going to tell, I just told this one person. You didn't tell the person that told you the first secret, but you told somebody else, going, hey, don't tell anybody, right? Just to let you know, 98% of the time, it goes somewhere. And usually it goes a lot of places. So when you think, I'm telling the secret, no one's going to find out, it just happens. Um, and this is the truth. And, this, and I, I will say this. I make it a point. It's weird to have my own kids in the youth group now. Um, because I could, like, there's, there's a part of me that wants to use them as spies, right? You know? But that wouldn't be right. You know, that, that, could, that could hurt them. So I don't ask my kids anything about anybody within the youth group. I make it a point to, almost to a fault, not to ask them. Because I, I don't want to hear it from them. But I hear so much else of things y'all probably have no idea that I know that are secrets or, or things that were said that sort of come around, and it saddens me. It, 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 it saddens me. And, um, you know, who cares if we're big? Who cares if we're big and we take a big group to camp and we have a big group that comes to the edge and we're one of the biggest youth groups in Nassau County? Who cares if we don't have love within our youth group? I hear words and fights and, and someone said this about somebody else and someone was going out with them and now they're not going out and they're, we're picking sides now. And well, well, that's their... Can I tell you? That's not Christ. It's not Christ-likeness. There's no love there. God says we're supposed to be loving. L look in, in, in... I don't know if you can throw on the screen... For first John, or John 13, 34, a new command I give you, love one another as I love you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. You know what that, that means? You're not allowed to hold a grudge in the body of Christ. You're not allowed to say hateful words about somebody else in the body of Christ. You're not allowed to look down at somebody. You know what? I don't think our group has a lot of issue. One thing I like about our group, when, when newer students come, uh, y'all do pretty well with that. It's more within just the relationships. And this is something you and I are going to have to fight against 
as the group gets bigger, if the Lord allows us to get bigger and he wants us to get bigger, but I really don't want us to get a whole lot bigger unless we're right with God. If you are growing in Christ, if you are loving each other, that's, that's the youth group I want to be a part of. That's the youth group I want to take out and make an impact in the community. And if it's an, a youth group that is going to backbite and be mean and talk about and text something wrong or post something this or do that, let's just stop altogether. But, you know, I'd rather have 25 kids in a youth group that love Jesus and each other than 108 kids any day. You get what I'm saying? Do you understand the importance of this? Love is the key. Verse 4. One thing that's great about love is uh, it's it, not only is it the key, it's easily identified. You know, it's not like, ah, I'm not quite sure if that's they're being loving or not. Usually we can tell right off the bat if this is they're being loving. You can see it. And, and Paul writes about it here, and this is what he says about love. And if you've been to a wedding before, you've probably heard this almost at every wedding you've probably ever been to. And this is, it says this, love is patient and kind. Love does not boast or envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoings, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. First thing, love is patient and kind. How are you at being patient and kind? Do you, are you, do you, are you, when those around you, and listen, this, was, this, this occurs in relationships. When you're around someone enough, they begin to grate on you, and you've got to work through that with them. You've got to put up with things that maybe you don't like as much. Are you patient? Do you extend patience to them? And in that, do you extend kindness to them. Even when they're not being kind back, are you trying to extend kindness to them? Love does not envy or boast. Do you lift up others or put them down to lift yourself up? See, love does not envy or boast. When I'm putting someone down in front of somebody else, I'm talking bad about somebody. In truth, I'm pushing them down. I'm lifting myself up. That's the only reason why we do it, to feel better about ourselves. Love does not insist on its own way. It's that kid, that punk kid who's like eight that you used to play with uh, when, when you, hopefully you were eight, not 13. When you were eight, it might be 13, and um, who, if you didn't play the game their way, they're like, fine, I'm not playing. I'm doing something else, and they'll take their toys with them. It's that punk, punk kid who wants it their own way. What if your friends want to go do something, go eat this place, but you don't want to? Even if something small as that, are you willing to go, you know what, I don't like the place a lot, but I'm going to go hang out with them? I'll bend a little bit. Part of friendships and relationships, you've got to bend. You've got to flex. You can't be the one that's always getting your way. That's not a friendship. That's a dictatorship. Friendship goes, you, you, you both bend. And this is, this is one, one thing. Um, love does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It's not a celebration of wrong. It's a cel- cel- celebration of right. That's, that's what love is. Now, um, and, and this, is, this is the truth. The world says, if you confront me on my sin or say what I'm doing is wrong, you hate me. And they can't be further from the truth. 
if I'm coming to you as a friend and loving you, being patient and kind, and go, man, you know that decision that we, we made at camp and we both really you know, talked about wanting to live for Christ and, uh, and we weren't going to do these things and, and now uh, I see you're, you're, you're falling down a little bit. What can I do to help, help you back up? That's confronting wrong. Some people, don't, don't judge me. It, it, I just want to knock the spit out of somebody's mouth whenever they say that because the truth is if I don't care about you, I'm not going to bring it up. If a person doesn't care about you, you go, man, I think you're going the wrong way. They're, they're not going to bring it up. The only reason why they bring it up is because they care. They're trying to look out for you. So love is easily identified. And then it says this in verse 8 through 13. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part, but when the perfect comes, the partial will pa- pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even, I, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. But the greatest of these is love. He says, everything else is going to end. Know those gifts he talked about in chapter 12? Those are going to fade away. There's going to be a time in eternity where we don't need those anymore. Why? Because we are with Jesus. We're in right relationship with God, and we're perfect. And when that occurs, we don't need the rest of that stuff. But you know what will still be there? Love. Point, Point three, when all else fades away, love remains understand that. It says that it's like now we look at a mirror that's really the light's not quite on. We sort of see a shape in the mirror, but when we get perfected, it's going to be like we're seeing ourselves face to face. It's going to be a perfect reflection of who we are. Have you ever, whoever's been to Montana? Has anyone here ever been to Montana? Only a couple? Okay, good. Um, it's called, there's a nickname for it, something country. Y'all know what it's called? Big sky. Okay, it's that. It's Idaho, isn't it? Oh, but I like it. Um, it's big sky country, and I went on a mission trip there, and I could show you pictures all day long of it. But unless you go there and you walk outside and you look around, dude, that sky is forty times bigger than the sky we have here. Now, in truth, it, it's not. But when you see it face to face, it's incredible. I'm like trying to figure it out, going. How is this working? Because it's just shouldn't. It's nothing's changed except for the landscape somewhat, but it's huge. It just goes forever. Here, I mean, I think trees get in the way or whatever, homes, whatever. It's incredible there. Here, you can't see it. I can try to explain it to you, but you probably can't understand it. You can understand it a small bit, but one day, if you ever went out there and looked at it, and you went, "Dude, he was wrong about a lot of things, but he was right about this." You know what I'm saying? Dude, that's crazy. That's what it's going to be like when we're perfected. These things that have been sort of dim, we sort of have a feeling, an idea about, man, it's going to, we're going to have it fully, which is exciting to me. Um, so let's go back to John 13, 34 and 35. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another question, how are you doing 
at loving one another. Really. Not putting on a face. Not doing whatever it takes for you can look good or feel better about yourself or like everybody thinks you're good. But how are you doing in really forgiving someone who's wronged you or asking someone to forgive if you've wronged them? Or sometimes it's not even a, a there's nothing ever really been wrong. It's just misunderstanding and stupidness that gets you to a point where I'm, there's much more hate than there is love. God calls us to love. Why? The greatest reason by this, all men will know that you are my disciples. By this, loving one another. We've got to get this down before we go anywhere else. Man, can we just work at loving one another? Can that be our goal? There's a guy named... Gandhi from India, and I won't do the old accent. Um, and he was very revered. He, he grew up, he was, I think he was born in like 1883-ish, and he, he, he lived until 1940-something uh, or 50-something. Uh, and he was a great man uh, uh, who, who was very sort of wise uh, in the country of India, <clears throat> had a great influence among the people. And, and here's, I've got a picture of him here. Uh, Gandhi, there he is. There he is, right? Has, have you all ever seen, seen this guy before, right? Not a believer in Jesus Christ. He was a Hindu. Uh, so they actually believe in, in a ton of gods. But this is a quote that he said uh, right here. He says, I like your Christ, but do not like your Christians. Your Christians are so unlike your Christ. Ooh, that's sad to me. That's, you know, but that was his, his reason. I like your Christ. Now, this is what I would tell you. Man, I hope that if you don't know Christ, I hope that you don't look at me a whole lot, but you look at my Christ because my Christ is amazing. Uh, I, I am trying to be like my Christ, but, man, I struggle. I know I fall, but, man, he is so worth it, and this is why. That's what I, I, I would, I would say, say to you. There's one more quote that he said. Like I said, he was a man of great influence. And this is something is, if Christians would really live according to the teaching of Christ as found in the Bible, all of India would be a Christian today. This is a man of great, if he had turned to Christ, India, India would have, would have turned, turned to Christ. But those that were around this man, whether they knew they would be around him or not, didn't portray the Christ they professed to believe in. May when we walk out these doors and when we go to across the street to the schools or if we're at the, our workplace or if we're at the beach, do reflect Christ. And, and one way you, you're going to do that is how you love one another. Look out for one another. Forgive one another. The greatest of these is love. Well, let, let's pray together. Dear God, I th th thank you so much um, for, for your word your teaching on love. And um, Lord, I just pray that you'll help us to, to stand up uh, and to live like we're supposed to live. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Everybody freeze for a second. There's one more thing I want to say. Don't freeze like that, Aiden. You're, you're scaring me. Um, can I ask you to, to, to do this? Take this to heart. Please take this to heart. 
even to the point of this. A lot of times there's a lot of you that will hold hands or whatever when we pray. And unless you are loving one another, not just the person on your right or left, but the person three rows back uh, who did something to you six months ago or whatever, unless you're loving them, don't be holding hands. If you're going to love the body, do it all day long. But if you're not, don't. Okay? I want you here. I want you a part of this, this youth group. Even if you struggle with this, I want you here, but I want you to love one another.